And the reality is, is that a millionaire, it's about hardworking men and women that are consistent, take responsibility, and they know that building wealth takes time. Helping business leaders grow themselves, their team, and their profits. This is Entree Leadership. Now, here's your host, Ken Coleman. Coming to you from the Music City, this is the broadcast of Leaders by Leaders for Leaders. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. Really excited to have my good pal as our feature conversation. He is Chris Hogan, the best-selling author, personal finance expert, and America's leading voice on retirement, investing, and building wealth. He's also the host of The Chris Hogan Show as well. We're going to talk about his brand new book, Everyday Millionaires. And then we're just going to give you two phone calls from The Chris Hogan Show, a very popular podcast program. And so we're going to give you those as well. You're going to learn alongside these callers. All right, let's get to it. Our organization is so excited about the 10,000 plus net worth millionaires that we studied that became the guts of the book, Everyday Millionaires, the brand new book coming to you from Chris Hogan. And you're going to hear Chris and I talk about that. So much you can learn. Here is Chris Hogan. Welcome back, pal. Well, thank you, man. It's good to be with you. Well, it's awful good because as an organization, we are so excited about your latest book, Everyday Millionaires. And this is very relevant to our audience. And so we're going to dive into the book. But before we dive into the book, let's talk about the context for this book. Yes. The largest study ever commissioned, ever executed mm-hmm. on millionaires. Yeah. Tell me the details. Well, the big deal was, you know, Thomas Stanley had Millionaire Next Door back in the 90s. And his study was based on about 750 millionaires. And they mailed out some stuff and got some information back. So we wanted to go big, Ken. We wanted to find out what's the reality of millionaires right now all across America. So we commissioned a study. We reached out to a research firm. Uh, and we talked to over 10,000 millionaires. And I mean all across the country because we wanted to know the truth. And I want to point this out because we've got some tribe members here. Mm -hmm. This was not all Dave Ramsey radio listeners. Right. No, and I'm glad you're pointing that out. Yeah. So we surveyed Dave's tribe, Mm -hmm. people that are connected with him, people that are connected with me. But we also went out in what's called white space, people that had never heard of Dave, never heard of me. And so we were able to get a real broad study of what millionaires look like. Yeah, it's really fantastic stuff. And I want to talk about some of the myths, because I think if you and I were to walk out on the streets today with a microphone and say, you know, what do you think it takes to be a millionaire? I think we'd see a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of different things mm-hmm. coming out that are myths. And one of the myths is that wealthy people all got it through inheritance. Yes. Is that true? No, it's not true. But that's what a lot of people believe. They did a survey and asked, and about 80% of millennials believed that wealthy people got it through inheritance. But then about 55% of baby boomers believe that as well. So here's the truth, Ken. Only 21% of millionaires received an inheritance. Mm. Only 21%. 16% inherited over $100,000. So they didn't even inherit enough to cause them to become a millionaire. Mm. So this is really important to point out because if you come from a family where you don't stand to get an inheritance or your family's not good with money and you think that's the only way that it can happen, then you feel excluded. So it's not the truth. Inheritance, they're not trust fund babies. These are people that worked hard to build wealth. And now the other myth that just kind of, again, makes it very attainable for folks. This myth is 
wealthy people have high-paying jobs. So they got there because they're making huge bank, as they say. Yeah, and a lot of people believe that. And the reality is, as you look at this, it is not about the salary. It is not about the income. A third of these millionaires that we studied never had a six-figure income, household income. A third. And so the mindset around this is it's not about inheriting. It's not about your income. It's about the process that you take to build wealth. That's it. And I love that you said process. I'm going to just tee you up to talk a little bit about some of this stuff. Coming out of the study, you and the team came up with five characteristics Mm -hmm. of the average millionaire. I'm just going to run through these real quick and let you just have some fun with it. The first one is they take personal responsibility. Personal responsibility was huge. Another stat showed 97% of the millionaires believe they control their own destiny. Hmm. 97%. So the mindset around it is, is that these are people that know wherever they are, it's on them. If things are going great, if things are not going great, they're not looking to blame people, Ken. So what they're doing is looking inward, trying to figure out what do I need to do to fix my situation? And that doesn't surprise me. These are people that are self-starters, but they're also people that are self-adjusters. They will fix it if there are problems. All right. The next one, average millionaires practice intentionality with their money. Yeah, this isn't a surprise, right? I mean, it's like a football team showing up to the Super Bowl and winning and being surprised they won. No, there's a process you have to take. The same is said with money. Anybody that's reached millionaire status, they have been intentional with their budgeting. They've been intentional with their debt. These people are focused. Oh, and can they invest? Okay, 79% of these millionaires told us the number one reason that they were able to get to millionaire status was because of Mm -hmm. company-sponsored retirement plans. We're talking 401ks, 403bs, Roth IRAs, and IRAs, 79%. So they're being intentional in how they invest and how they deal with money month in and month out. Okay, just a ballpark average. How many years does it take somebody to get to that millionaire status if they're just doing the 401k, the the work-sponsored retirement? Yeah, the average is right at 28 years. So people investing over time consistently in their employer-sponsored retirement plans, their Roth IRAs and IRAs, that's how they got there, Ken. Yeah, so if you're 40 years old, it's not too late. No, it's never too late. Thank you for mentioning that. Because again, in the reality, and I even talked about that with my book, Retire Inspired, it's never too early to get started and it's never too late to make some changes. You still have time. Yeah. And again, just for people listening, going, okay, wow, this is really hopeful. This is based on just kind of an average contribution. But if you make some massive changes in your life and you up your contribution, that's where you can make up time if you're 45 or 50. Absolutely. And another thing is, is that if you pay off your house, which the average millionaire is paying off their house in 11 years, we found in the study. Oh, my. Okay. They're living in a 2,600 square foot home Mm -hmm. that they've been in for 17 years. So they're focused. They're stable. But guess what? To your point, you pay off that home. Now you can redirect that mortgage payment to start to work for you instead of going to a mortgage company. That's good. Okay, third characteristic of the average millionaire, they're goal-oriented. Yes. Okay, so that means they've sat down, you're talking about investing, they've sat down with somebody, a professional, and they've come up with some real mile markers. Oh, absolutely. They know exactly what it is they want. But more importantly, they also understand that, hey, I know this target and I'm going to aim my effort at that, which takes us really to the next point of being hardworking, right? So they're goal-oriented and they're hardworking at the same time. That's what leads to results. Yeah, it does. And, And hardworking, I mean... You hear this and you go, okay, well, what does that mean, hardworking here in this particular study? Right. Are they putting in extra time? 
No, I think this is a matter of people that would either be classified by friends and family as hard workers, meaning that they show up and they do what's necessary. They're not slacking, Ken. I talk about in this process that these are individuals that are making decisions for themselves. They give 100% effort. They know the importance of hard work, but they also know the importance of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So they're okay missing out on some things as long as they're making progress toward the right things. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's the fifth characteristic, this idea of sometimes you're going to miss out on some things in order to be and this is the key word here that you found in the study, consistent. Yes. Consistency means it's time after time, not hit or miss. And a lot of people will do that with investing. They'll put money in one month and not the next. No, consistency means that I'm doing this. This becomes a habit. And Ken, it's really important. I In the research, I found that there were really three areas that I wanted people to really drill into and start to acknowledge. First one was beliefs. Do you believe it's possible for you to become a millionaire? Mm-hmm. I think this is really important because it doesn't matter where you're born. It doesn't matter about the family that you had. This is an internal belief of, do you think it's something you can do? So beliefs are huge. Next is knowledge. We've got to grow in our mindset. We've got to learn new information and begin to apply it. And I know you talk to people about this all the time in dealing with their careers, yeah. right? Having knowledge and knowing where to be and where the job is or the career is, is really important. And the final one are your personal habits your actions. What are you doing to put yourself on that path? Because we can do things to help ourselves or we can do things that can hold us back. All right. Now, I think it's important to define for purposes of this study and for people who want to get where we're talking about Mm -hmm. that's being a millionaire. We're talking about net worth millionaire. Yes. So what does that mean? Ken, there's so much confusion around this. So net worth means you take what you own, Mm -hmm. right? Your bank accounts, your investments, all those things that you own minus what you owe on. If the net result of that is a million dollars, then you are a millionaire. Many people believe that a millionaire is somebody that's making a million dollars a year. No, not at all. So your assets minus your liabilities equals your net worth. So let's just throw it out there. Obviously, if you pay the house off, that's a big one right there. It's huge. Matter of fact, I'll tell you this. We did a survey and we found the top 10 positions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the top three. Oh, this is all right. This is fantastic. Number one, engineers. Doesn't surprise us, right? right. Why? Because they plan stuff. It's so right? true, yeah. Number two, accountants. Mm-hmm. Okay, doesn't really surprise because they're good with money. Right. They know the numbers. Number three, blew me away. Teachers. Wow. Hmm. An underappreciated profession, mm-hmm. underpaid. Mm-hmm. But how do teachers land as number three? Well, if you think about it, it's just what you said with net worth. If you're putting in, now teachers have what's called a 403B, which mm-hmm. is the equivalent of a 401K. But if they're investing in that for 25 years and they get 500, 600,000 there, and they also pay off their home mm-hmm. that's worth four to 500,000, yeah. you can quickly do the net on that and see that that would make them a millionaire. Yeah, unbelievable. And it's just over time. Just that contribution over time. And it's, again, I tell people this all the time. How do you grow money? Compound interest in time. Mm -hmm. You need to put money in, leave it alone, make sure it's invested properly. Mm -hmm. It will grow. Yeah. Now, as we sit here, we are uh, experiencing all kinds of volatility in the stock market. Mm. So you got somebody out there going, okay, Chris, I'm contributing. I'm putting money in it. But did I lose everything this year? Right. Well, the big thing is, first of all, 68% of these millionaires utilize the financial advisor, an investment professional. Mm -hmm. So it's really important. Millionaires know they can't go it alone. So you need to get the proper guidance. The next thing is, is you need to understand what it is you're investing in. Growth stock mutual funds was at the top of the list, as well as uh, some other investments. But you need to understand what you're investing in and how it's going to work. Like, for example, Ken, I love watching the news. When the stock market starts to fluctuate, people lose their mind, right? You can see people swigging on Pepto. Oh, yeah. And for me, I'm just sitting and looking at it, 
right? Because I know this. You got to look at the historical average. Right. You know that if it comes down, it's coming back up. Right. The problem is, is when it goes down, people pull money out and you don't get a chance to experience what I call the rebound. Right. So it's an opportunity of investments aren't, we're not day trading. Right. We're not buying single stocks and trying to time the market. We're investing in good growth stock mutual funds for the long haul. Yeah, good stuff there. All right, so when you do a study this big, 10,000 millionaires. There has to be a collection of some amazing stories. Oh. Uh, and, and do you share many of the stories throughout the book? Oh, absolutely. All throughout. I because it. I want people to not just hear the stats, because the stats are huge, mm-hmm. and to see the facts and the information that we found. But the stories are massive. For you to be able to read and understand not just how people that made it, but what did they come from? Like Thomas's story blows me away. Thomas grew up in a household that was very dysfunctional, Ken. He had an alcoholic father. He had a mother that had some mental issues. He was in and out of three or four different foster homes throughout his life. Hmm. But again, he went and served in the military, got done, got out, got his degree, started teaching. And he has a net worth of over $2 million. And so I love that story because it's not about where you start. It's about how you finish. Mm. And I think all of us have advantages and different starting points, but we also have different challenges. Mm -hmm. And so Thomas is an example of somebody that didn't stop just because he had a rough childhood. It helped motivate him to really go forward. I want to talk about Pam. Hmm. I just love this story because, you know, I I deal with this on my show every day. People going, hey, I feel like I got to get this education, but I can't afford it right now. Yeah. And I go. Well, then just wait until you can. This is not a microwave situation. (laughs) Being a millionaire is not a microwave situation. Stepping into your dream job is not a microwave. That's right. This is unbelievable. I want you to talk about this. So Pam went to work to save for college and worked on her degree. This is the key phrase here, as her income allowed. It took her 11 years. She graduates at the age of 31. Tell us the rest of the story. Isn't that amazing? I love that. I mean, this is somebody, she grew up in a family who she said her dad told her about money, talked to her about the importance of avoiding debt at all costs. And she listened, Mm. Ken. She didn't just hear it. She heard it and listened. And she paid for it as she could. But she was working while going to school, which meant, number one, if you're doing that, then you're serious about it, right? You're somebody that's really focused on it. But not only did she walk through that and eventually get her degree, she started her own company, ended up walking through a very nasty divorce that cost her a lot of money. She got remarried, stayed focused, and invested over time. She, too, is a millionaire. And so, you know, her mindset and her zeal Mm. for wanting to work and wanting to help others is amazing. It's really good. Here's another stat that, again, you know, this is just I've heard Dave say it a million times, you know, that Ramsey Solutions teaches God and grandma's ways of money. Seventy percent of millionaires save more than 10 percent of their income throughout their working years. Is that in addition to their retirement contribution or does that include that? Well, for them, it's a matter of as they invest that mindset of that's the spirit of how they're going about it. So they have their investments, plus they're also saving. So these are people that, again, people think, well, millionaires are not able to have fun with stuff. Yes, they can. They save up and pay cash for it and do these fun things. So again, I want people to have nice stuff. I just don't want stuff to have you. So get in the habit of saving because that's going to put you on a path. Uh, Here's another interesting stat. Almost half of the millionaires had a B average or less (laughs) in school. Yeah, 40% were involved in sports the most common extracurricular activity. Okay, so two things here just for fun. What did you take away from the fact that almost half had a B average or less? 
Well, it's this mindset that you don't have to be super smart yes. to get to millionaire status. Yeah. I think oftentimes we can put a little too much emphasis on grades, um, and Amen. it's more about the work ethic and the focus. To me, it shows that, again, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room, but you do have to be someone that has those attributes. Taking personal responsibility, hardworking, consistent, goal-oriented, those are the traits that will make you be successful. Unbelievable. 73% of millionaires never held any credit card debt. I think that some people still believe, Chris, because I just saw something the other day, that credit card debt is now as high as it's ever been historically, which is crazy. It is. So people think they've got to have that credit card debt to get themselves launched into the real world. What do you say to that? Well, it's false. It's a myth. It's a fantastic job of marketing by the credit card company. But I think also it's a little bit of us not wanting to change and acknowledge the reality. Ken, you've heard me say this before. Interest that you pay is a penalty. Mm -hmm. If you borrow someone else's money, you pay the penalty of interest. Well, millionaires are growing money to gain interest, not pay it. So it's not something that you need. It's something that you think, oh, another thing, we asked all the 10,000 millionaires, over 10,000 of them. Guess how many said that they got to millionaire status because of reward points and credit card miles? (laughs) Zero. Zero. Not (laughs) one person, right? They also didn't talk about single stocks as being the reason that they were able to build wealth. So again, we got to get rid of myths, Ken, so people can know the truth. And because everything we've talked about really leads to this point, this is my favorite piece of data from the study. And we just recently did a audience survey here at Entree Leadership. And you people said that one of the things you come to this program for the most is career advancement. And so we've seen nothing but evidence that says discipline and hard work. So you're just working. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a high paying job, but it's a job. That's right. And this was amazing to me. 96% of the respondents Mm -hmm. said they enjoyed what they did for a career, and 64% went above enjoy, which, by the way, is enjoy is great. Enjoy is a big deal. But 64% said they actually loved their yeah. job. Yeah. This says to me that if you do work that matters to you, we That's talk right. about that all the time, That's work right. that matters. What did you take away from that stat? Well, I think, again, going back to those character traits, mm-hmm. personal responsibility, hardworking and consistent, that these are people that are plugged in, Ken, and they understand kind of their passion. They understand kind of their tools, what drives them. And I think more importantly, they understand how their job fits into the greater good, how they're able to help other people, how they're able to encourage. And again, as you well know, if you're in that zone and you love what you do, then you're going to approach it with more zeal and you're going to have a great attitude about learning more about that career or that trade. All right, so we get the book right here, and the response ahead of time has been crazy. I think this really hits a nerve. What do you want people? We've told them what we learned from the study. Now let's talk about what you do in the book. You support what you're going to teach in the book with this data. Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing for me, the question I posed as I started working on this kind of brainstorming it was, is the American dream still alive? 
Like we've heard about this, right? And too often times, I think people think of American dream as home ownership, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's the first place we go. But is it still possible for everyday people to be able to build wealth? Mm-hmm. I knew the answer, right? Based on the people that I'm coming in contact with, because if you get yourself out of debt and you allow your income to work for you, you can build wealth. But I wanted to know about the people that had hit that 1 million to 5 million range. I wanted to know about millionaires. How'd they get there? And so the big thing for me was, is it still possible? And is it available? Did you have to have a high education? Did you have to go to a fancy school? Did you have to make a big income? And the reality is, is that a millionaire is really nothing about any of those things. It's about hardworking men and women that are consistent, take responsibility, and they know that building wealth takes time. Mm. And it really does, but it can work. This book is just chock full of amazing data, stories that will inspire you. But more importantly, this book is full of practices that will equip you to actually get where you want to be if you want to be that everyday millionaire. Chris Hogan, we're proud of you as an organization, man. This well, that We have you. a lot of people listening here that listen to you when you hosted this program. Yeah. And we're just so, so thrilled for what this book is going to do to help people. So if uh, our listeners, they read this book and they go, okay, I, I want to get connected to everything Chris is doing. What's the best way for folks to get connected to what you're doing. Right. Well, I mean, the best place to go is the website. Go to chrishogan360.com. It'll tell you on there about the Chris Hogan show. It'll tell you about the book. I've got to do some blogs uh, and some other articles and I share a lot of information via social media. So my website, chrishogan360.com is the place to go. There it is, Chris. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, my Appreciate friend. You. Go get the book, Everyday Millionaires, chrishogan360.com and anywhere books are sold. All right. Well, obviously, we think you need to get this book. This is not just for you. This could be a great gift for somebody who is in a situation that they need some inspiration. They need to be able to see Mount Everest like building a net worth millionaire situation in their life. And it can be done, as you heard Chris just say. So you can get the book wherever books are sold. And we have a link in this episode show notes. So go get this book and begin the process of becoming an everyday millionaire. All right, this is fun. We're going to literally take you inside the Chris Hogan Show. You're going to hear two calls as Chris helps everyday people with their dream to become an everyday millionaire. Well, I'm going to the phones because that's what we do. And first up, I've got Hector calling in from Austin, Texas. Hector, how are you? Grateful and motivated, Chris. How are you doing? (laughs) I like that, brother. I'm focused and not finished. But I'm so glad to be talking to you. I understand that you've made some changes in life over the last several years. You've walked through some things, haven't you? I sure have. I've catapulted in the last four years pretty pretty far. (laughs) Hector, I like that. Catapulted. That means you started at one place and you ended up somewhere else, right? Now, I want to let the VIPs know. I'm talking to somebody that's just not an everyday regular caller because you're already a VIP. But let everyone know your financial status right now. Well, as mentioned, and, uh, you know, four years ago, I couldn't even rub two pennies together. Oh. And, you know, now four years later, I have a net worth of $1.2 million. I own three businesses. <laughs> and, count, and, and, and counting with the unpaid invoices, of course. But yes, it's just surreal. I can't believe sometimes, you know, I, I'm very blessed and thankful to be alive. And many of us have ideas, yet we never act on them. And I just finally started, I, I got tired of falling behind on my dreams. Wow. I'm 39 years old now, and I never really had a mentor or a financial coach. And one day I stopped watching TV, and I started listening to podcasts, read books. I mean, we're still human here and there, but I limited my binge watching and I just started practicing different rituals and my life changed a lot. 
Hector, I am so proud of you, man. I'm talking to an everyday millionaire, someone that got serious. You used a whole lot of phrases that I want to unpack. You said, and this is old school, right? Because uh, I grew up, I'm from Kentucky, but I've heard the phrase, didn't have two pennies to rub together. Now tell me, what are you talking about when you say that? Well, you know, I used to live, uh, I was more of a uh, single kind of person. I was a bachelor. I used to have the nice car, the, the name brand clothing, and, mm-hmm. you know, all that just kind of caught up to me, and I made a lot of uh, dumb financial decisions. And, you know, I started realize, I started tracking every dollar, but it got to a point where I was living uh, over my limits, yeah. and, you know, it caught up to me to where I lost my job, I was broke, and I wanted to go live with my parents, and, you know, my mom, as mentioned, she's set on a set income, and my life changed when she gave me her last fifty dollars just to put gas in my car. You know, I felt so low, man. I said to myself, "Wow, this is it. This is what rock bottom is." But you know, a lot of us don't really know what rock bottom is, Chris. Yes. And sometimes we don't realize the, the gratitude state of mind we forget. So I, I just started changing my rituals, the way I think. I started being more thankful for my health, my family, hmm. my my son, just being alive, just to breathe, and and perfect health. I could walk, I could see. So started realizing, okay, this is game time. Yes. You know, you're going to sit here and complain and blame others. And a lot of us, we don't take responsibility oh. for uh, our financial bad decisions. I was willing to own up to that. You know, I wasn't going to blame anybody, the economy or my bloodline where I came from. And that's I right. never handed anything in my life. This is what I did. Well, let's move forward. And that's where my life changed. Dude, hey, listen, Hector, we must be related. Okay. I'm telling you, <laughs> because I had to look in the mirror and do that same thing. That decision, that's what you made. You made a decision. And I can only imagine how you felt taking the last $50 from your mom to go get yourself situated. As you think back and you're feeling, you know that's her last 50, right? And you know she loves you. And the decision process that you made as you drove away, I'm going to tell you something. You used that moment to catapult you to move you forward. And that's a lesson we all need to hear. And you also punched something else in the face, Hector. You just got rid of the victim mentality. Absolutely. Oh, you said it ain't about where you came from. It's not about your lineage. It's not even about your current situation. It's about the decisions we make. Brother, I am so proud of you, man. I mean, you own three businesses. You still sound very, very focused. You still got some things you're trying to chase down, aren't you? Oh, man. Uh, the best part of this whole thing is just the giving part. And the more I give, the more I receive. Yes. You know, I've learned that, uh, you know, a lot of us are scared to give. And, you know, it's it's not taught in the schools. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I, my giving is to my community and to my family. So when I'm able to give my mom that brand new car, she's just like, what? Yeah. Because our bloodline was never really educated on financial responsibility. Mm. And I owe it to you, Dave, and everybody else out there and all these books that I've read to, to put them into action. So I, I am very grateful. Dude, you guys are like my best friend. Dude. I'm listening to you guys when I'm driving. I listen to you when I wake up in the morning watering the grass. You know, I constantly put it in my ears. I tell my family members, I said, look, we came from the same bloodline. The only difference between me and you is I put it in action and I started making things happen. That's right. And now, now, brother, I'm seeing the world, man. I'm going <laughs> to Iceland next week for my 40th birthday. What? Iceland? Iceland. <laughs> oh, Hector, you're going to go see some stuff. You know, did you ever envision oh, yeah. in your life that you would be going to Iceland? I never did. You know, back in the day, I'm like, man, it must be nice. Well, it is nice if you work <laughs> I like that. You better believe it. Listen, I like <laughs> this side of things better than the other side I used to camp out on. Hector, I wanted to ask yes, you to do something. What is your lineage? What is your heritage? Uh, Latino. Okay. I want you to do me a favor. 
because uh, I'm, I'm of African-American descent. And opportunity has nothing to do with race. Opportunity has nothing to do with your heritage. Opportunity has to do with your decision makings and the things that you put in your head. And I love that. But Hector, do me a favor for the other young Latina, Hispanic, uh, Caucasian, African-American young people that are in a tough spot right now. Right. Maybe they came from where you come from. What do you want them to know? I just want them to let them know, regardless of, uh, you know, age, retirement is not an age limit. You know, we're, we're programmed in our minds that we have to wait to 65 to enjoy our life. Yeah. And I don't know whoever came up with that number, but I want to enjoy it now while I'm young. Yes. And if you were to step outside your shell and reevaluate your rituals, and what I mean by that is what time do you wake up? What are you doing? Are you spending time on Facebook? Are you spending time on social media? Or are you spending time on your dreams? Or you, how do you get to your dreams? And we need to stop making excuses at the end of the day. Absolutely. So whenever you think of something, of what you want to become, find someone that's doing it. Yes. And talk to them and get to know them and say, I want to be you. And people really, they see that as a good thing. They're, they're impressed. Yes, they are. So you want to find somebody you want to become. And I think we need to stop making excuses. But most importantly, be thankful. Be yeah. thankful for the small things you have. Money doesn't buy happiness. That's right. It buys security. Yes. I've got Jeff in Atlanta. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you doing today? Oh, buddy, I'm focused and not finished. I'm excited to talk with you because you've got quite a story, my friend. You've battled some things over the last few years. Well, we certainly have, but the, uh, the Lord and, and uh, Dave Ramsey's program certainly helped us turn it around. Yes. So tell us, what are some of the things that you had to battle? Well, the biggest thing, we were really stupid with our income and our money earlier in our lives. Okay. And uh, we had built up credit card debt of $100,000 personal and $100,000 in business also. Jeff, you had $100,000 in personal credit card debt and 100000 in business? Correct. My goodness, you were charging up everything. Way too much, that's yeah. right. Well, what happened? What caused you all to get serious about attacking this debt? 2008 happened. Ah, <laughs> The economy crashed. Our business, I'm a veterinarian, and okay. I'm also a minister, but the veterinary business, you know, started going down as the economy did. Right. And uh, we had bought a home also in July and hadn't sold our previous home, so we had double mortgage, Uh-oh. and then the economy went down, yes. and we had trouble selling the house. It was a year and a half before we sold that house. My so goodness. We had a lot of problems. Yes. Buddy, I've done the same thing. I bought a home, and it was about a year and a half that I made double payments. I called that education didn't you yeah, absolutely with a capital education on that yes. <laughs> i know it hey it's crazy so you're in the middle of this you've got a hundred thousand dollars in personal credit card debt you've got a hundred thousand dollars in business debt you've got two houses what caused you all to get focused on attacking and turning this around we had always heard dave ramsey on the radio and stuff and right it was harder and harder to pay the bills and, mm. and my wife and i decided that we're just going to have to do something so i attended the dave ramsey training over at a local church uh it was close to me and uh we went through that we did our first budget and realized that we were spending two thousand dollars a month more than we were taking in whoa Two thousand dollars over budget. That's a big, That's right. big wake up call. So you went through Financial Peace University. You all got plugged in and you didn't stop. I want everyone to know, okay, because I'm talking to someone that's achieved everyday millionaire status. Jeff, in the midst of attacking the credit card debt, attacking the mortgages, all this stuff, tell the VIPs what your net worth is right now. The net worth right now is over two million. Over two million dollars. I mean, that is a massive turnaround, my friend. That is a big deal. You've got to be proud of you all. 
Well, I'm, I'm thankful is what I am. Yes. I'm thankful to the Lord for His mercy and His grace and His favor. Yes. And listen, I'm proud of you. Because a lot of people, Jeff, in a situation like that would have given up. So I'm very, very proud. Uh, as you all are looking at financial peace as really that course that helped you all turn things around, you are also giving back. You're doing FPU in your church, aren't you? Well, absolutely. I, I took the church through the momentum okay. uh, emphasis that Dave Ramsey's group did. Uh, and we had over 120 people that we trained. Whoa. Um, and it was just a fantastic thing. A lot of people's lives were turned around during that time. Yes. And see, that's fantastic. Not only did you achieve financial peace, you also shared it with your church. VIPs, if you're listening, momentum is when you get your entire church to go through Financial Peace University at the same time. You create massive momentum because everyone's moving forward. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. And before I let you go, I'm curious, what is your retirement dream? What do you want to do when you get ready to just stop working and start enjoying life? Well, we paid off all of our debt. Our last mortgage will be paid in four years. And I work with the Bethel Series. I train overseas. Uh, I teach pastors oh, uh, wow. the Old Testament one year and the New Testament the next year. We're going all over the world doing that. I want to spend more time with that. I want to spend time with my grandchildren. And so my wife and I want to travel and, and do that. And just enjoy life and invest in other people. Jeff, I'm proud of you, my friend. Thank you for taking the time to call in. VIPs, that was an everyday millionaire. And if you didn't hear, he didn't start off on an easy path. He had to battle $100,000 in credit card debt, 100000 100000 in business debt, as well as having two mortgages. But he didn't let that keep him down. He and his wife got focused, got plugged into Financial Peace University. Now, if you've never heard of that, that's a nine-week course where Dave, Rachel, and I teach you how to deal with money. You see, the three of us, Dave, Rachel, and I, have all made mistakes with money. Don't get it wrong. We've made mistakes, but we didn't stop. And Jeff and his wife didn't either. And I'm very proud of them to be able to walk through the process, to be focused, and to do the job. Everyday Millionaires. Hope you enjoyed a little bit of the Chris Hogan Show. To learn more about it, chrishogan360.com. And, of course, the podcast of the show is on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well. All right, Chris has got another tool here. The value keeps coming. How about a net worth calculator? Before you become a net worth millionaire, you need to know where you're actually at on that net worth scale. How big of a mountain do you need to climb? So we've got the net worth calculator. We've got the link for this in the show notes. Really easy to use, and it'll give you the clarity that you need so you can begin to set goals to get where you ultimately want to go. Hey, our friends at Infusionsoft are going to give you a 14-day free trial. You talk about a kick-the-tires experience. They've done this before, and I'm always amazed that they give you two weeks to be able to try out their amazing technology. It's going to put all of your customer info in one place so that it's easy to see the latest status on tasks, sales opportunities, and results from things like email marketing campaigns. And you get to actually begin to make your advertising personal. 71% of consumers said they prefer marketing that's tailored to their personalized interests and shopping habits. Infusionsoft will let you do that. And how about closing more business? You can automatically send emails to leads to keep your business top of mind until they're ready to buy. Now, I'm going to tell you something. As a business owner, I would love the idea of an email going out and people buying stuff while I'm snoring at 2 a.m. This is what Infusionsoft allows you to do. Why wouldn't you try it? It's free. Do it for two weeks. Go to Infusionsoft.com. That's Infusionsoft.com. Dot com, or you can get the link in this episode's show notes. All right, that's going to do it on behalf of the entire Entree Leadership team. Thank you so much for listening. 
We'll talk with you again very soon. Hey folks, I want to make sure that you're aware that we have other great podcasts from Ramsey Solutions. Here's a sample of The Chris Hogan Show. I am so excited to be able to talk to you all week in and week out. We're going to talk about your money, your life, your dreams, and your goals. You know why? Because I'm your coach. Whether we're talking about building wealth, paying off your home early, investing, paying for college, and guess what? How to become an everyday millionaire. We're going to focus on taking your calls because you matter to me. Together, we can do this. This is The Chris Hogan Show. If you'd like to hear full episodes, just search The Chris Hogan Show in Apple Podcasts or go to chrishogan360.com.